Good morning, sweet friends, or whatever time you are joining me. I'm glad you turned this on. I'm glad we can be together for a little bit. If you've been listening to the podcast, I would just love to hear from you, and it would mean so much to me if you could pass on the word of the Soulful Jewels podcast, whether that's texting it to a friend or sharing an episode that spoke to you on your social media and tagging me. If you are private, I won't see it, but it still means a lot that you're sharing it. But if you're public, I'll I'll be able to see that. And it just kind of keeps that fire under me to keep recording. And it spreads the word and helps these podcasts refresh more people's mind and souls. So today's episode may end up being one of my favorites because it's a message that is extremely close to my heart. And one that I notice more and more and more. The subject is learn the lost art of paying attention. Think about what that could mean to you. Learn the lost art of paying attention. Of actually and truly being present in the moment that you're in. Noticing what's around you, being all there, not thinking about the next moment to come, but truly, truly living in the moment you're gifted, the one you're living in. Because we know we're not promised a thousand years and we're sure as heck not even promised tomorrow. If it's morning, you're not promised your evening. So when we can focus on actually realizing our life is finite, And each moment is so special to us, living all there. Our life becomes more fragile, but more special, more beautiful. We stay focused on what actually matters. This is called being present. And I know it can be so, so difficult for us. So many of us want to be present, but we don't know how. Just like everything else, being present is a practice. So all together, let's just take a pause right now. Pause. If you're driving, I know you have to keep your eyes open. But even if you're on a walk, maybe stand still. Like let's all be completely still for a second. Close your eyes. Notice if your forehead is tense. Roll your shoulders back and down. Some relaxation. And together, as one, take a deep breath in. And let it go. One more. Deep breath in. Fill up. Hold it at the top, sip in a little more life from this current moment. Let it go. Thank you for pausing with me. You can continue your walk, your movement, whatever you're doing. One time my yoga teacher told me when I was actually in yoga teacher training that she's always asked, how do I become present? And her response would be your breath. She would say, take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. Welcome to the present. And that is such a beautiful starting point. Why your breath, you may ask. 
because it slows our mind and our body down. To be in the present, you can't be moving at the speed of life, light, or you'll always miss it. You must slow down to truly be and embrace the current moment you're in. I love podcast episode 21 where I talk about rest and a Sabbath day. God didn't design us to move, to plan, and to work every single day because we all know that creates physical, emotional, and spiritual burnout. I love what Hannah Knowles says. She says, what does it mean to be present? I've come to define being present as quieting the inner distractions and accepting and engaging with the current circumstances. What does this look like? If you are with people you love, you are actively listening, engaging in conversation, and putting your personal agenda on pause. If you are exercising and your body is telling you to take it easy, it's adjusting your plan. We also feel being present. We feel it. Time seems to stop. I noticed my body physically relaxing. And I'm going to sound woo-woo here, but I felt my soul opening up to other people and nature. When I quieted my inner chatter, my other senses were amplified. What was in front of me became more vivid, and I noticed different scents, tastes, and sounds. Those are Hannah Knowles' words, but that completely sums up what I would describe being present is. I absolutely love her descriptions for so many reasons. When she slowed down and she actually felt herself enter the present moment, her life became more vivid and her soul opened up to what was around her? Do you feel that power that the present moment brings? So often we go through life at super speed, at these robotic, in these robotic actions, and then we're in a state of reflection, our birthday or a new year, and we look back and we say, where did the time go? Why didn't I grow? I barely saw my family or this, or that, right? And so when we can really put a practice behind being present with people, with each moment, life doesn't go by so, so fast. And we actually have moments that are more special to us that we remember and time slowed down. A yoga teacher in college once told me that joy exists in the present moment. I've always held that close to me. We're not chasing joy, not looking for it, not hoping it'll be there in the next moment, but realizing it exists in the one that I'm currently in. Philippians 4, 8 through 9 says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is a fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. God exists in the present moment. He tells us, be still and know that I am God. You don't have to join those running around with their hair on fire. Take a moment to be still 
And remember, God is in control and wants to help you at work. Okay, now let's get into maybe the more practical side of things. So if you're just chilling and have your journal, you could always journal this down. I'm going to take you through five practices to be present. I'm going to take the most time explaining number one. Number one is extremely close to my heart and I'll also let you know my number one pet peeve which is gonna make people be like oh snap I totally do this. Number one is no phone zone when with other humans. Let me say this louder for the people in the back. No phone zone when with other humans. Think of your own life. Our phones do so much good. They connect us to people faster. I know my mom's like, I love my phone. I don't have to write letters like I did in the old days. I can FaceTime my son in Italy. Like there's so much goodness to phones. But you have to be careful and you have to be extremely aware at one, your addiction to your phone. I know in a different episode, I told you all, I'm addicted to my phone. I can't stop clicking these silly apps and it's taking away from the present, right? You have to be so aware of your when you're using it, you know? And you kind of need to create boundaries with your phone. Stop using it when you're in bed at night and actually read your book or actually go to sleep or be present with your husband or wife or who you're with. So no phone zone when you're with other humans. This is a practice. This is a wallpaper you could have on your phone. Are you with a human? Turn your phone away and put it down. I want to give you some pictures. Imagine you're at a dinner table with four friends and two of them have their phone face up on the table, they receive a text, they grab their phone, and they start texting. Or you see another friend who, oh, I got a Snapchat from Andy. Let me look at it. Guys, look at Andy. Okay, I'm going to snap them back. That moment that they grab their phone, they leave the present moment with you, and they enter a different moment with someone else. They're trying to do multitasking, multiple things at once, and it takes away from connection. You're at the dinner table and somebody gets a phone call and they take that call. And I always like to ask myself, because of course there's some emergency situations, but overall, I always ask myself, can this wait? Can this response to my friend's text asking if I'm free Friday wait until I'm not with someone else that person called me they can wait 20 minutes until I'm done with this dinner for me to call them back we are not robots so we need to stop acting like we're robots when you respond to people like a robot answer phone calls like a robot people expect that of you but when you're I have plenty of people I know their boundaries like I know my friend doesn't answer texts or 
call on Sundays. So since I know that, I don't reach out on Sunday. Or if I do, I send it with no expectation to receive a message back because I know they're going to answer the next day, right? Or when you create your boundaries that you answer emails 9 to 5. The second it becomes 5.05, you are not answering emails. People know that about you. It's a boundary you have set and they're aware that you won't respond. Here's another vision or image that you can think of. You're, we're looking at other people. So you're looking at someone walking down the street on their phone, looking down. A whole like flock of birds just flew over their heads. You saw three different butterflies go past them, but they're looking down, texting, walking, right? They're not present in that moment because they're not able to notice what's around them. Phones take away from the present and they also interrupt connection if I'm sitting at dinner talking with my husband and I'm maybe sharing my heart or having a really good conversation and his phone lights up and his eyes go from me which is fully engaging he's looking at my eyes he's nodding he's in the moment and he turns his head to look down at the text he received boom the intimacy the connection it has totally just fallen apart As quick as that one moment when you're at lunch with a friend or over coffee and you're talking, you're engaging. When you're in the moment, there's a flow to conversation. You're bouncing off each other. You're engaging. You're asking questions. But the moment your phone interrupts that, boom, you're out of that connection. And you kind of create a pause in connection. So, This may be your hardest practice and my hardest practice to you. No phone when you are in the presence of other humans. When you're at dinner, your phone is not on the table. It's not even out because of that addiction, that part in your brain that wants to grab it. Oh, did someone text me? Blah, blah, blah. You don't even look at it. It's completely away. You can't see it light up. It's not even in your vision as you wanting to grab it. It's away in your purse. It could even be on airplane mode. Your sound is off. You don't have your phone. And another tough practice that I've noticed for myself is I may not have my phone. And in the moment, someone asks you about your vacation and they're like, oh, I'd love to see a picture of you. So you go grab your phone and you get it out to show something. Now, this may be controversial because I know in the moment you're wanting to show someone or say something or do something. For me, I would say, okay, I'll send you a picture later. I genuinely try to just not have the phone exist or describe it. Tell them about it. Oh, we were so happy, so joyous. There were dolphins. Like people have a, have a mind. They can visualize them, then showing them the picture of the dolphin, you know? So for me, I kind of use that as a moment, a memory moment. Okay, let me remember to send that to them and directly when I get out and I get in my car, I find the link or the picture, or whatever it is, and I send it over to them. So I'm really choosing to not touch my phone at all because when you go to your phone to find a picture, you could see, oh, this person texted me and I've been waiting for them to text me or, oh, I have a notification goes elsewhere. And you could spend the rest of your time with that person thinking about, oh, that email I got, I need to read it. I need to read it. I need to read it. And you're completely out of the present once again. So that's number one. 
no phone zone with other humans, or you could add when in nature. Nature has an amazing gift to bring us to the present. Just as Hannah Noel said, she was open to nature. So no phone zone when you're in nature either. Actually have your eyes look up from a screen. You'll notice your headaches go away. That the trees swaying brings you to the present. Okay, number two. This helps with your no phone zone, your first one. So this is helpful. Plan to be present and pause. When you know I'm not going to have my phone from 5 to 7 p.m. tonight, you plan for that in your day. You reach out to people. You get things going before that moment with other people or your nature walk. You commit to being all there. I added the word pause because pausing is super important when we have this busy life, more full. You have a ton of meetings. Before you walk into your next meeting or your coffee date or wherever it is that you're doing, pause. Allow time to recoup, to gather yourself. Think of what questions you could ask or what do you know that's going on in their life. Sometimes for me, when I've met someone new, I'll think in the car, okay, let me make sure I know the names of their their children. They've told me that before and I want them to know that I care about them and I remember their names and I can ask about them very specifically. Or when you pause before you go in, you remember things you've told them. Oh, they did say that their grandma was actually struggling right now. I want to make a note in my mind to ask them about that, right? And your pause is three minutes in the car. Or you plan to get there a little early so you can close your eyes and pause before you walk into the meeting. Before that meeting, ask yourself, what is my intention of this meeting? Let me bring clarity to everyone. So when I walk in, I can tell them I don't have to ramble. This is what we're doing, right? You plan to be present and you pause before switching to your next thing. So your first thing, you pause, you go into it. When you leave, you may have your next meeting. You pause before going in. So it's this pause before all your gears switch. And a beautiful word I like to use is notice on a walk. Notice the birds. In yoga, notice your breath. With people, notice their eyes and smile. At work, notice your body language. When you pause, notice what is around you. So number two is truly trying to plan to be present. Number three is um, engage. Number three, engage. Listen to understand and not to respond. Dale Carnegie says, if you want to be interesting, be interested. Look whoever you are talking to in the eyes. Truly engage in the moment you're in. You're engaging with the person. You're asking conversation. You're trying to be interested. If it's your time in nature, you're engaged. You're truly noticing what's around you. You're in the present moment. So you actively think, how can I engage? How can I be engaging? Number four, Give yourself permission to put things on pause. Say no. Too much on your plate takes away from your life and doesn't add to it. 
Let me say that again. Too much on your plate takes away from your life and doesn't add to it. I've learned the hard way when I'm making a to-do list for myself for one day. Don't put 10 things on your to-do list because you're going to be scrambling and you're not going to get it all done. Put things on your to-do list like put five things and actually slow down and do those five things really, really well. When you know you're in a busy season and people want to hang out more or there's more holiday events, say no. It is perfectly okay to say, I'm sorry, I'm in a busy season right now. I'm not able to get dinner, but let's, let's, re- let's talk again next month. It's okay to say that. I say that all the time and I honestly think that gains respect because you're being honest that, hey, if we got dinner, I wouldn't be present. There's too much going on and I need to make sure I'm filling my cup as well. Give yourself permission to say no. It helps you be present in the things you're doing. Number five, close the loops. I want to talk to you about an open loop versus a closed loop in your brain. So an open loop is when you have something on your mind you need to do. I need to remember to text Melanie back. That's an open loop because you haven't texted her back and in your brain you still have to do that. A closed loop is something you need to do that's been done. It's out of your brain. You've closed that loop. An open loop is when it remains in your brain. Oh, I need to do that. Oh, I can't forget to do that. I need to do that, right? You're leaving an open loop. The problem with open loops is that when you're trying to be present, you're like, ding, ding, ding. I need to do that. I need to answer that, right? So when a thought, a good practice that I do is I actually use my notepad in my phone. So if you don't use the notepad in your phones, totally start using it. And sometimes I'll have a a note that's for my whole week. Um, things I need to do or a note random thoughts for my week or I even do it day by day when that thought comes up in your notepad on the left hand corner in the bottom there's two circles with two lines click those and that becomes a to-do list with these circles and when you do them you press the circle and it checks it off so those are whenever I have that thought come up of oh I didn't answer Amanda from two weeks ago write it down write it down write it down write it down and every morning or evening or midday at lunch I'll check it and I'll kind of see oh what do I need to do okay I have a pause in my day let me check these little boxes off It helps your brain to know that you have a place where you're putting these things so that you can close the loop in your brain. I'm going to lunch, but I know I've already written down the things that I need to be doing. All right, everyone. Well, I hope these are helpful to you and that we can all learn the lost art of paying attention once again. Number one, get off your phones. No phone zone when you're with other humans, when you're in nature, or even when you're doing something special with yourself. Put your phone away. Be all there. Number two, plan to be present and pause. Pause before going into whatever it is. Recoup. Gather yourself. Notice what's around you, your breath, your body language, what's going on in the present. Number three, engage. Listen to understand, not to respond. If you want to be interesting, be interested. 
Number four, give yourself permission to put things on pause. Have boundaries. Say no. Also have boundaries with your phone. And number five, close the loops. You have your open loops and you have your closed loops. When a thought comes up, write it down so it no longer lingers in your mind. Please let me know if this is going to help your life in any way. Joy exists in the present moment. Let's slow down to actually feel each day of our life, each special moment that exists. Hope we all can learn to be a little more present and feel the fullness of joy God has for us. I love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. Ciao.